Warning, this podcast may be disturbing to some listeners. Due to the graphic nature, listener discretion is advised. Welcome from wherever you are. This is The Demon Inside with your host, John Venom. If you want to review a different episode of The Demon Inside, you can find them on Spotify or Anchor. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. A new episode will come out every Monday. And now, to our show. We'll be right back after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back to the Demon Inside. Hello, my Demon Insiders, and I would like to issue a second warning. Due to the graphic nature of this episode, listener discretion is advised. Police in Texas say they found a a three-and-a-half-week-old infant stabbed and decapitated in this San Antonio home Sunday. The baby's mother will be charged with murder. Officers arrived at the home to find 33-year-old Adi Sanchez screaming that she had killed her son because the devil made her do it. The suspect actually admitted to killing the child, so that's when she was taken into custody. She had some injuries to herself. She had uh, self-inflicted stab wounds to her chest and her stomach. Uh, She was taken to University Hospital where she's going to be booked by proxy. Police plan to charge Sanchez with capital murder. Investigators took a sword, a machete, and a kitchen knife from the home. They believe she was suffering from some sort of mental crisis at the time of the killing. The baby had obviously been decapitated, so the baby had already died from from his injuries. Uh, The baby was found in in one of the rooms. Uh, The baby had exchanged hands. Somebody had taken the baby from the suspect and had called 911. Two other children were found unharmed at the home. The killing has horrified neighbors. Well, I I heard that Eve was decapitated, and when I heard that, I couldn't stand it. I just cried, you know? The mother's listed in stable condition. Police say her wounds do not appear to be life-threatening. Brian Thomas, The Associated Press. Around 4.30 a.m., while the rest of the family slept, Adi Sanchez attacked her infant son with a large kitchen knife. The first police officers at the crime scene were so shocked they could barely speak. When they arrived at the white paneled house on San Antonio's north side at 5 a.m. on July 26, officers found a bedroom doused in blood. The decapitated and mutilated body of a baby, not even a month old, and his mother, 33-year-old Audie Sanchez, screaming that the devil made her do it. Police officers would describe the crime as one of the most gruesome they had ever seen. Some of them later needed counseling. In Sanchez's family, hearing voices or seeing the occasional hallucination isn't unusual. Her mother, aunts, and cousins have all had similar mental illnesses. Sanchez grew up in a crowded household with seven other relatives, including her mother. The family moved often, living in at least three states during Adi's childhood. They returned to San Antonio from California when Adi entered high school. Although Sanchez would later be diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia, her relatives had no idea she had mental illness until a year before the incident. 
Adi's symptoms were easily ignored. Family and friends often described Adi as one of the most level-headed people in the family. She has been hearing voices since age five. According to the report from a psychiatric evaluation recently conducted on her in the county jail, the voices are often good voices, telling her everything is going to be okay. According to the report by Brian Scopp, a psychiatrist appointed by the court to evaluate Sanchez's competency to stand trial, but she also hears bad voices, which actually started when she started doing drugs with her on and off again boyfriend. One voice in particular named Lucy, which is telling her to do bad things like eat her hand. Sanchez was mostly able to live with these voices and mild paranoia for years. She finished high school and began taking pharmacy technician classes. That's where in 2003 she met Scott Bushos, who is also schizophrenic. The two began a dysfunctional off-and-on-again relationship. Sanchez's mental illness worsened in the past five years. Her behavior became erratic. She had trouble staying employed, bouncing from one low-paying job to another. She worked at a fast-food restaurant and briefly as a home health caretaker. In late May 2008, Sanchez went to Austin with a friend. While her friend was getting an acupuncture treatment, Sanchez wandered off. She walked into a CVS and prowled the store for the next seven hours. Police arrived and took her to the Austin State Hospital, where she stayed for 16 days. It was the first time her family learned of the severity of her mental illness. After her mental state stabilized, Sanchez was released. After the birth of baby Scotty, Adi Sanchez slipped into further depression and the voices began to return. Just six days before she killed her son on July 20th, Sanchez had met with a counselor. The counselor, Luinda Combs, could tell right away that Sanchez wasn't well. Sanchez spoke of delusional paranoid thoughts that other women were trying to breastfeed her baby. She was also hearing voices which had informed her others would like to take her baby away. According to Combs' notes from that session, Audie also reports visual images of other children's faces transported onto her baby's face. Combs suspected right away that Sanchez had postpartum psychosis. She knew Sanchez had a history of depression and had been institutionalized a year earlier with paranoid schizophrenia. New mothers with severe mental illness are much more likely to suffer postpartum psychosis. Most alarming of all, Sanchez had stopped taking her antipsychotic medication because of the side effects. Combs told Sanchez she needed an immediate psychiatric evaluation and called an ambulance to rush her to the hospital. The counselor wanted to make sure Sanchez wasn't mindlessly shuffled through a busy emergency room, so she called ahead to let Metropolitan Methodist Hospital's psychiatric unit know that Sanchez would soon arrive with a likely diagnosis of postpartum psychosis. Combs wrote in her notes that the hospital worker did not want to take information over the phone, 
so she also gave specific details of Sancha's delusions and hallucinations to the EMS worker who was transporting Sanchez to the hospital. Combs' Combs's message about the severity of Sanchez's condition didn't qu get quite through. At the hospital, Sanchez would be diagnosed with visual hallucinations and audible voices, but nowhere in Sanchez's hospital records does the more alarming diagnosis Combs suspected postpartum psychosis appear. The ambulance arrived at Metropolitan Methodist, a private hospital, at 11.39 a.m. Sanchez waited 20 minutes and was examined in the emergency room at 12.05. According to the hospital records obtained by the observer, though Sanchez had been rushed to the hospital because of a mental health crisis, for the next three hours, nurses gave her only physical tests and lab work and determined that her body was mostly healthy. A little before 3 p.m., more than three hours after her arrival, Sanchez was fin finally examined by a member of the hospital psychiatric team. Not a psychiatrist, but a trained counselor. The evaluation lasted 44 minutes, and the records of that session show the seriousness of Sanchez's condition. She was experiencing voices and hallucinations, according to hospital records. Sanchez asked to be admitted to the hospital's 31-bed intake inpatient psychiatric unit. It states she needs to be admitted for voices, according to the records. Inpatient treatment had worked for Sanchez before. During a similar crisis in 2008, she had been hospitalized for more than two weeks until her mental condition stabilized, but now she was asking for similar treatment and was denied. Instead, the hospital employed another standard for admission to its psychic unit. It mostly boiled down to a simple question. Did Sanchez feel suicidal or homicidal? Many mothers would never admit to suicidal or infanticidal thoughts because in addition to the social stigma of saying they might harm their baby, they fear that if they answer honestly, the government will try to take their child away. Sanchez was already having paranoid hallucinations about strangers taking her son. Sanchez indicated that she needed to be hospitalized, however, she was discharged to her sister. At 4 a.m., Adi's sister woke up and heard screaming, saying, I didn't mean to do it. He told me to. While her sister pleads for an ambulance to bring help in a desperate 911 call, Hello? Hello? 
Tell me what's going on. Don't talk to the other people. Talk to me. My sister has... She hurt her child. Seriously, you hurt her child. How did she do that? What's going on with the child? The baby is dead. Jesus. What did you say? The baby is dead. right back after a few words from our sponsors welcome back to the demon inside in the days leading up to the death of baby Scotty Sanchez says she was paranoid fearing that people were spying on her and plotting to take her baby from her her paranoia became worse when the voices began to get worse. For days, Sanchez says the voices told her that the devil was in her son. She would avoid looking into his eyes for fear of seeing the devil. 
Through the course of her evaluation by Dr. Sellers, Sanchez elaborated on the circumstances surrounding the death of baby Scott and what the voices were saying, according to Sanchez, the voices told her that her mother had killed President John F. Kennedy and Marilyn Monroe and that the KKK was mad at her mother for killing JFK. In Sanchez's interview with Dr. Purier, she says, the voices told me to hurt Scotty. He was going to be the apocalypse. Further in the interview, Sanchez explains the decision to kill her son, saying the voices told her to eat his insides. I was a harlot because I committed adultery. There was a demon in my stomach. That's what Adi Sanchez said. The demons would come out of her stomach if she ate Scotty. This had to be done by five in the morning. Scotty would evolve and he would no longer be possessed. Sanchez says the act of eating her child made her gag and throw up, but the voices told her to eat again. The autopsy report spells out the attack in nauseating detail. Mutilated genitals, the head nearly decapitated, and the skin flayed. Authorities said that Sanchez ate parts of her son's brain, his face, his nose, three of his toes. Medical examiners found apparent bites marks across the entire body. After her arrest for the death of Scotty, Adi Sanchez was taken to University Hospital where she continued to hear voices this time telling her that she was going to get a heart transplant and that she was going to be hurt. Sanchez was sent to a medical facility where she will have to go through court every six months to be judged whether she is incompetent or competent to stand trial. Until then, she will be locked up in a mental facility for the rest of her life. This is the part of the show where I do the spiritual, the logical, and the medical. But today we're going to change it from the spiritual, we're going to turn it into the supernatural. Because if any case is supernatural, it's this one. So logically, for me, the case of Adi Sanchez is incredible i mean this would never happen in real life to this would never happen to somebody sane we don't just eat our kids the medical is a psychosis that she has uh she also had schizophrenia she was delusional she was hearing voices as well as seeing. She's heard these voices since she was five. Now this is the part that strikes me, is that she's heard these voices since she was age five. I, doing research, didn't think that anyone could be schizophrenic or could have delusions or audio hallucinations or any of that until they hit into their teens. And of course, the doctors are gonna say there's some instances where, yes, it happens from time to time. I don't think so. 
So for me, supernatural is the way to go. I think that the demon that was inside of Adi Sanchez was a Lamastu. Lamastu was a female demon monster, malevolent goddess or demon goddess who menaced women during childbirth and if possible kidnapped their children while they were breastfeeding. She would gnaw on their bones and suck their blood as well as being charged with a number of other evil deeds. Lamashtu, a demon lord and the goddess of monsters, called the mother of beasts and mistress of insanity. Now remember, Ari Sanchez was afraid of women breastfeeding her baby. She was also afraid of somebody taking her baby away from her. For me, this is the only option that this demon was inside of her, making her think these things to do this to her baby. And Adi was a little more special than most people because she would hear voices from the time she was five. So let me explain about this. To be hearing voices from five. When we hear voices when we're five years old, we think that they're seeing ghosts talking to people that aren't there. This gives you a whole different perspective on whether she was sick or not. Nobody noticed she was sick throughout her life. She had hidden it very well. And the thing is, listening to voices from the age of 5 to 33, it's enough to drive anybody nuts, especially if you don't know what it is. And who knows, maybe in that poor woman's mind, how do we know she didn't see the devil? I'm not saying what she did was right, but there have been movies based on the apocalypse the omen uh, or Damien. So before we judge this woman too cruelly, we have to think about, did Adi Sanchez see the destruction and end of the world? Did she save us from something that was even worse than we can imagine? Or was this lady just sick? And she did what her mind was telling her to do, which was a defective mind. It's hard to say, because I know a lot of us out there believe in demons. A lot of us out there believe in ghosts. And we believe that children see those ghosts because they're pure. How do we know Adi Sanchez wasn't seeing ghosts when she was five years old? How do we know she wasn't seeing demons when she became 33? We don't know unless we're Adi Sanchez. All we can do is feel bad for her baby, Scotty. And all we can do is pray for her soul.
Don't forget to subscribe to The Demon Inside on Spotify, Anchor, or any other podcast directory or through our website, anchor.fm backslash The Demon Inside. A new episode of The Demon Inside comes out each Monday. Let us know what you think and join the conversation on our Demon Inside Facebook page and on Instagram. We thank you for listening and hope you'll join me next Monday for a new Demon Inside. If you enjoyed this episode, tell your friends. I'm John Venom. We'll see you next time. If I don't get possessed. The Demon Inside was created and written by James Porter. It's a production of Venomous Entertainment. Theme music, Demon Inside, is on the album Conjure One by Reese Fulber. Background music was created by Lucas Key.